You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. everybody and welcome to episode 44 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host Shauna Smith and today I am going to be talking about the best vegetables for small garden spaces. This is something that I felt like was important to address right now because I know a lot of you are just getting into gardening for the first time this time of year And again, like I mentioned in the past few episodes, some of you might be getting into gardening as a result of the current coronavirus pandemic. Not everybody has crazy huge gardens or crazy huge yards that they can put giant grow beds into. So I wanted to make sure that I covered, you know, just what are some of the things that you can grow and grow a lot of in even a small garden space. So That's what I'm talking about in today's episode, but first, a word from our sponsor. So like I said in the intro, I feel like when we talk about vegetables that are best for growing in a small garden, it's it's important to talk about not just which ones, but also why they're good for growing in a small garden. And there's not just vegetables here, there's, there's some fruit too, because I think that especially for beginning gardeners, it's good to start thinking about the growth habit of the plants that you're growing, right? So how big they get, how much space they need, because the more aware of those things you can be, the easier time you're going to have planning the layout of your garden and finding sort of the most efficient layout for the space that you do have available. So I'm also going to include a few vegetables you might want to think about if you really love them and several you should probably plan to do without if you have a really small garden space. So the first vegetable that I would suggest would be carrots. They have a narrow columnar growing habit, and you can grow a lot of them in a small garden. I try for about two to three inches between each carrot, like all root vegetables, because carrots won't develop properly if they're crowded. They'll end up forking, they'll end up twining around one another, or they just frankly won't get as big as you would like them to. But even if they don't get as big as you'd like them to, still tastes like a carrot, right? So it's still worth eating. So do try to leave an inch to three inches between each carrot when you thin the seedlings out, but those are a really, really good option for a small garden. And if you grow more than you can eat at once, that's okay. Carrots freeze really, really well. The next thing would be peas or beans. What happens when you don't have the room to grow out? Well, just like I talked about a few episodes ago, about trellises, you should grow up. A single pea or bean plant can produce dozens of pods, and with the help of a few bamboo poles lashed together, you can create a teepee for the vines to climb, or with a simple bit of, you know, chicken wire, you can create a little lattice for the pea plants to grow up. 
it's it's really really effective you can even use this if you have a container garden so it doesn't just have to be for a small in-ground or raised bed garden you can utilize lattices trellises and container gardens as well the next thing I would recommend for small gardens is any herb. Herbs add a ton of flavor to whatever you're cooking, but if you buy them at the store, they can be incredibly expensive, especially when you buy them fresh. Some of them do spread quickly and they need to be actively managed and should really be grown only in pots. So things like oregano will just go absolutely nuts and take over your garden. So I, it's, I, it's kind of like mint in that way. Mint is another thing that I do not recommend planting open in your garden bed. I would say keep it relegated to a pot. But herbs, other than that, are one of the best plants for a small garden. You can grow a lot of an herb in a single square foot. So it's incredibly cost-effective. You know, a handful of the same fresh herb can cost like three to five dollars at the grocery store and you can grow like 10 to 20 times that much in a single square foot in your own garden. Green onions. These guys are a serious workhorse in the small garden. Some people call them spring onions, but they are an amazing kind of cut and come again thing that you can harvest from multiple times in a single season and their slender stalks and bulbs take up just like an inch of room a piece if that some green onion species like bunching green onions don't mind being even more crowded together so it's something that you plant once and you're going to be able to keep harvesting over and over and over again Garlic is another great option for a small garden. You do have to plant it in the fall, so right now it's the very beginning of April and I don't recommend growing, planting garlic at this point, but it is a great plant for small gardens and so it's something that you should plan on planting in the fall. They need only three to five inches a piece to mature. Anything more crowded than that and you'll end up with smaller bulbs, but I mean, I am able to fit hundreds of garlic bulbs in in a single bed in my garden so really really effective along similar lines i would say shallots they have a much more delicate onion flavor but shallots are a staple of french cooking and they bulb up not quite so big as onions right they're a little more skinny and oval shaped than standard onions so like garlic kind of a similar spacing um, and you can grow a lot of them in a small area. Strawberries. This would be the first fruit that I've mentioned as far as things that are great for small gardens. Strawberries have a low leafy growing habit and they're one of the best plants for a small garden. They're easily controlled by clipping off runners when they appear, which I'm going to talk a whole bunch more in an entire episode dedicated to growing strawberries here in just a few weeks and I can explain more about what runners are then this time of year you probably won't have to worry about it then though so can wait a few weeks for that but clipping off runners when they grow when they appear will help curb the spread of the plant because strawberries do have a tendency to spread so just know that and then look out for that strawberry growing episode in a few weeks. Leafy greens. I cannot tell you how amazing I think leafy greens are as a, a vegetable for all gardens, but especially small gardens. They are something that don't mind being crowded and they're super versatile. 
You should give them a few inches on either side to grow into maturity, but after that, they'll kind of rub elbows with their neighbors and not be mad about it. And like green onions, a lot of leafy greens are the cut and come again variety that provide multiple harvests until the weather gets too hot or too cold and sends the plant either into bolting or producing seed heads or just kills the plant off. So, I mean, there's so many things here. There's spinach, there's arugula, the green that has kind of like that peppery flavor. It's also known as rocket. There's all different kinds of lettuce and radicchio and Swiss chard. Swiss chard, you might want to give just a little bit more space because those plants can get super huge. But leafy greens, super versatile, can't recommend them enough. And they're also fast growing. You can have leaves to eat in about 30 to 45 days. So one of the fastest growing crops that you can put in your small garden. Cherry tomatoes. If you can't live without tomatoes, but you have a small garden, cherry tomatoes are a really, really good compromise. With proper pruning and enough support, you can get a cherry tomato plant to grow up instead of out. So you get your tomato fix while taking up a fraction of the space of a full-size tomato plant. I will say that the variety of cherry tomato plant that you do put in your small garden is going to be important. So when you're shopping for seeds or a seedling, you want to make sure that you are looking for something that has more of a compact, bushy growing habit. I grow sun gold cherry tomatoes. I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. And the vines for that get like 10 feet long. That is not small garden friendly, my friends. So just make sure that you're paying attention to the growth habit of your cherry tomato plant that you're eyeballing before you buy it. Chili peppers. Um, Since their fruit is much smaller and skinnier than bell peppers, chili pepper plants tend to have a much smaller growth habit. So things like jalapenos, things like cayenne peppers. And since they're self-pollinating and you'll likely get a dozen or more chili peppers per plant, you might only need one plant in your garden and have all your chili pepper needs taken care of for the year. Now, I want to talk about some plants that are kind of maybes for small vegetable gardens. Tomatoes. Tomatoes in a small vegetable garden are fine as long as you make sure to get a determinate variety of tomato. A few episodes ago, I talked about determinate tomatoes versus indeterminate tomatoes. Determinate tomatoes varieties, again, they only get so tall and then they stop growing taller. They set fruit and they're done for the season. So if you're short on space, but you want true tomatoes the size of your fist, you need to get a determinate variety. And you need to make sure that you provide it with plenty of support, like a tomato cage or something else that you can sort of gently tie the tomato stems to so that when it starts fruiting, that the stems don't get completely like dragged down into the dirt by the weight of all the fruit. Onions would be the next maybe for your small garden. Depending on the sort of onion you want to grow, you can grow onions in a small garden. Just make sure that you check the average size at maturity for the variety you're growing and add a few inches on either side because onions 
Typically, they're going to get bigger than garlic, obviously. If you've ever, you know, you pick up an onion at the grocery store and you pick up a bulb of garlic, which one is typically bigger? But some onions do get bigger than others. I mean, some of these onions grow to crazy, crazy proportions. Usually when you're buying seed or when you're buying onion sets, which if you're planting right now, I would definitely say don't start from seed in April. You need to be buying onion sets, which are just basically little baby onions that were grown last year and once you plant them they take off and they pick up growing I would say make sure that you pay attention to the mature size on the information on that packet of onion sets and make sure you're not growing like any sort of goliath onions in your tiny garden space if you are it's not the end of the world they're just not going to get as big as you might like and they're they might end up crowding each other a little bit Bell peppers are another maybe for me. I've seen bell pepper plants that were as tall as me or taller, and I'm 5'5", five five, by the way, and I've also seen ones that are just three feet tall. The ones in my garden, for whatever reason, they never seem to get much taller than three, three and a half feet. It depends on the weather, how closely you prune them, but typically bell peppers are indeterminate plants, so if they have enough nutrients, if they have enough room, they will just kind of like keep going and going and going in terms of size. Either way, I've seen both size varieties produce plenty of fruit. So if you love bell peppers or you can't live without them, just make sure you give them lots of vertical support and maybe just start with one plant and keep lateral branches trimmed back to encourage it to grow up instead. Another maybe, um, in my opinion, would be eggplants. I don't really know a whole lot of people who are absolutely bonkers bananas about eggplant and like love it, but I, I do enjoy it a few times a year, which is why I grow it. I like well, check that. I love eggplant parmesan, which I have a recipe for on my blog. It puts out some pretty massive fruit though. So they can get pretty big, the plants. They can get like four feet tall and three feet wide has been my experience. But I've found that most people aren't so crazy about eggplant that they need more than one plant. So if you have a small garden, I would say go ahead, plant eggplant if you really love it. Eggplant does not freeze particularly well. It gets really mushy. So usually with one plant, you're okay. By the time you're done eating that season's worth of eggplant, you're like, meh, I'm good. I don't need any more. Challenging vegetables for small gardens. Yeah. These, unfortunately, it's unfortunate that these are so challenging because they are some of the heaviest producing, but they are the heaviest producing because the plants get so big. So any type of squash, whether it's summer squash, like zucchini or yellow squash, or winter squash, like acorn squash, butternut squash, spaghetti squash, that's going to be a probably not for a small garden. It's just they're going to need way more space unless you can get them to grow vertically in your garden on like a really sturdy flat or lattice trellis like I mentioned in the episode about trellises a few episodes ago. It is possible for small gardens to have winter squash if you're using trellises summer squash same thing if you're growing up if you're using a tomato cage it is possible 
to grow like one zucchini and one yellow squash plant. But it's going to take up, I would say, a couple square feet, maybe even three square feet. So if you're really limited and you don't absolutely love squash, I would say maybe consider not planting those. Potatoes and sweet potatoes. These guys are incredibly fun to grow, but they need a lot of room. So if you have a small garden space, I don't recommend dedicating room in your garden bed to either one of these things. I would, though, recommend trying grow bags. I bought some 25-gallon grow bags on Amazon. You fill them up with dirt, you plant your seed potatoes in there, and you're set. Right now, you can still plant seed potatoes. It's early April. I would say you can continue planting seed potatoes through about mid-April. After that, it's going to start to get pretty late for early potatoes, potatoes that you would harvest in July, but you could still grow main crop potatoes like russet potatoes, Yukon gold potatoes, Kennebec potatoes. Those potatoes aren't harvested until like October, so you can go ahead and still plant those probably through the end of April, honestly. Sweet potatoes you absolutely can still grow because most of us probably aren't planting sweet potatoes out yet. In my zone 6A, I do not plant my sweet potato slips out until mid-May when I make sure all threat of frost is gone. So um, you can grow sweet potatoes in grow bags just like regular potatoes. I don't recommend growing corn because while you only need one square foot of space for each corn stalk, you do need multiple plants to help ensure successful pollination. Corn is wind pollinated and lots of home gardeners, myself included, recommend planting corn at least in a 3 by 3 block if not a 4 by 4 block. So if you do the math, that's going to be either 9 corn stalks that you would want to grow or 16 corn stalks that you would want to grow and that's a lot that that's nine square feet 16 square feet a lot of us you know don't have that in our first gardens and honestly each stalk of corn is only going to give you two probably at most three ears of corn in a home garden so it's not going to be the most um, efficient plant to grow Broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, as much as I love brassicas, I would say it's not, they're not the best family of vegetables for a small garden. The plants realistically need like a two foot by two foot square space and you're likely to harvest, well, one good sized head and then some smaller secondary heads of broccoli but it's just, it's still, it's going to probably take up much more room than you have to allow. The last thing I would say I wouldn't recommend planting in a small garden is raspberries. Raspberries have a tendency to spread and they spread underground via rhizomes that grow under the soil. So you can't see them and they will come up year after year and you have to pull them out. Now, if you're willing to kind of constantly keep tabs on raspberries that way, or if you're willing to kind of like put a few raspberry canes in a corner of a bed and then sort of like wall off 
the soil underneath the soil surface using some sort of divider so that those roots can't spread, then I would say please, by all means, feel free to grow raspberries. They're delicious. They honestly bear a ton of fruit per one raspberry cane. It's really fun to grow raspberries, but Just make sure that if you're going to grow raspberries in a small garden, you are prepared to deal with the eventual spread of those raspberry canes. So that is it for the best vegetables and the worst vegetables for a small garden. Some of you might disagree with me, and that's totally fine. And some of you might want to, even like if it wasn't my advice, You might want to try it anyway, and that's also fine. I highly encourage experimentation and just trying something for the sake of trying. But if you're planting your garden more for the purposes of, you know, sustaining yourself, your household, your family, I would recommend, you know, growing those things that you can grow a lot of in a concentrated amount of space. Those things that you can cut and come again, those things that don't need a ton of square footage per plant, and you'll probably be much happier with what your garden is able to produce over the long run. So that is it for today. Thank you so very much for listening. In the next episode, I am going to be talking about sweet corn growing tips for those of you who do have larger gardens and you would like to try growing corn. The next episode is going to be coming out around about the time when it will be time to sow corn seed in the garden. So it'll be perfect timing. You won't want to miss it. But until then, again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.